Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. And get used to it because ASU losing and us doing a recap afterwards might be a running theme. But Matt, you're not totally down on the team after last night. Well, not as much as I was last week. I mean, um, and especially given where they were at halftime, you know, I I, uh, was preparing for kind of a, you know, another kind of hang your head week and and another week of of uh, really wondering, you know, how far the season could fall off the rails. And it, it still could. Don't be wrong. You know, nothing was fixed last night. But there were some encouraging signs. And, and I said last week, I struggled to come up with very many after last week's game. For me, the biggest encouraging sign was that ASU didn't quit. Um, I was watching the game on tape delay. And all of a sudden, my recording cut out after Texas A&M scored their 42nd point of the night. And so all of a sudden I jumped forward to live and I, I assumed it was going to be a route and I would be watching the last five minutes of a game that was close to my prediction of us losing by three scores. Um, Yeah. But then all of a sudden we were tied with the ball at 45 and I texted you and I said, what happened? And you said, Oh, they stopped scoring. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was a, a simplistic way to put it. Obviously. Um, uh, you know, they, they did, and, and, you know, our, our defense got a couple of stops, um, and our offense, you know, strung together four consecutive touchdown drives in the second half, which is something that, you know, we had not seen. I mean, we, we talked last week, both times we talked, and uh, we bemoaned, or at least I did, the, you know, the lack of consistent rhythm in the offense. Like, you know, then maybe a drive or two and then stagnant, or a drive here, and then, you know, and, and, and I mean, really, San Diego State, there was no rhythm. Um, we got in one last night. Disappointing part about everything is, you know, then you get to that point where, like you said, we had the ball tied at 45, and we go three and out. And then the defense gives up a 90-yard touchdown drive. And, you know, so, so the problems come into play, you know, and, and it's also a symptom of digging yourself into an 18-point hole. Uh, that's hard to do. So the first thing that amazes me about ASU is we're refusing to let Ruiz have a reasonable kick. He hasn't attempted a field goal under 40 yards. Um, right, right, you're right, yes. You know, so you look at the year, and he's 2 of 4, but the two he's missed are from 41 and 56. Um, you know, so I don't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, in the punting game, you know, nice to have Sleep Dalton get back to being able to use his preferred right foot. Um, and really nice of the Fox right. Sports... Uh, reporting team to let me know that repeatedly every time he kicked the ball that this was his preferred foot <laughs> yeah yeah you know i mean it it wasn't um as bad of a night on special teams but the blocked punt certainly comes into play uh you know giving them a short field i mean it, it this is one of those games where i it's weird you can take a you could take something positive i think from all phases but yet you can also take a key negative uh, I mean, you know, the, the defense got some stops late, but overall still gave up 600 yards and six touchdown passes and, you know, gave up a 90-yard drive there at the end when the game was tied. Uh, gave up some third and longs that proved costly. That's been a continual pattern. You know, the offense, like I said, got into a good one, but it took them two quarters to get into that rhythm. And the and, running game then, on you – know, I was going to say, offensively, the running game on non-trick plays on receiver end-arounds right. and things 
uh, still was struggling. I, I think uh, my recollection is both Balage and Richard averaged three and a half yards a carry, which is fine, but it, it's yeah. very much average for a running game. There was nothing yeah. special yeah, other think- than the, you know, a quarterback draw and a couple receiver end arounds. Right, right. And, and yeah, I think Balaj and Richard, I think I looked at it, you know, to make 31 carries for one eye. That's not bad, but it's not dominant. Uh, you know, it's it's not um, imposing your will or anything like that. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, the running numbers, we end up with 168, which is the best we've had this year, um, but a little bit deceiving. I don't think we really, you know, 21 of the yards was really that little, you know, pop pass to Ryan Jenkins, which was backwards. So it counts as one. Yeah. Um, you know, Nikhil Harry had the 17 yard end around, you know, so a little misleading there. Um, uh, better. Uh, you know, now you have to put the asterisk on this that Texas Tech, you know, it's not a defensive power by any means. Uh, you know, supposedly they feel they're improved and they, you know, they did look better last night. But. You know, does this offensive success carry over to better defenses? That's, you know, the part we don't know yet. Yeah, and I would not say I'm confident in it. Um, Also, worth noting as something that we've been keeping track of all season, still very, very little from uh, people who aren't Bellagio Richard and very, very little defensively from the younger guys. I know Shannon Foreman got in the game. Um, I know that, you know, DeMonte King played, which – is nice. Um, out of necessity, they had to play guys in the secondary. Um, sure. But, you know, overall, you know, I think the big takeaways for me of this game is they didn't quit, so that's good. They, they didn't roll up the sidewalks yes. when they were down 18. Um, also that they, they played with intensity in the second half that if they could harness it for a whole game on both sides, they would win that game. Um, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you on the, you know, and, and, you know, you say that and you think, well, geez, should we, should we be, you know, patting them on the back for not quitting? And maybe not, but the fact is last year's road experiences, the majority of them were non-competitive late. Uh, we let games get out of hand and we never showed that fight. So, you know, and, and at halftime, I thought we were headed for another one of those another you know fourth quarter where the game was out of hand and we were just kind of you know playing out the clock and get on the long flight home so I was glad to see that you know I mean that was good to see because I told you last week I thought I noticed what seemed like a lack of spark um, it just didn't seem like there was a lot of, of conviction in what we were doing and at home that's especially concerning so it was good to see that on the road the, the biggest thing for me now is can you take what little positive momentum you've got from this and, and scratch out a couple ends over the next five games, um, which, you know, we talked at length about the four-game stretch starting Stanford. I think now you really have to amend that to be a five-game stretch starting with Oregon because Oregon looked pretty good. And, and so now it's a very hard stretch through the end of October that, to me, you've got to win two of five to have any chance to finish six and six which is really kind of what the best result is, I think, for this year. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, it will be hard, yeah. and we'd be remiss if we didn't bring it up at this point, the Karan Crump injury where yeah. you know, it, that, that changes the defense and the tenor of the defense because while I was glad to get to see more guys, to get to see George Lee and Malik Lawal and 
you know, some of the names we heard worked their way into the line and linebacker sure. rotation at the expense of Karump being able to play. That's a problem moving forward. It is. It is. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, pass rush has been such a big, you know, swing thing for us over the years with Graham. When we've been able to get a good pass rush, our defense has been effective, never dominant, but effective. When we haven't is when, you know, we've really struggled these last couple of years primarily. And uh, he was the leader of that. And certainly, you no, know, no diagnosis yet, obviously. But what you saw was not positive looking, um, you know, to be on crutches with ice on his knee on the sideline, you know, is, is one of those that, uh, you know, you prepare for the possibility that he's done for the year. Uh, based on that look um, hopefully that's not the case we'll see uh, but yeah you know it, that's a tough one to swallow and 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 one of those elements that kind of makes the you know the positive any positive you can take from last night water it down a little bit because you think you know man um, you know if you gain something well you lost something too so it's tough I mean I, you know uh, San Diego State you know beat Stanford yesterday so you look at that game and you say well you know that's a pretty good team and and i think we thought that and maybe texas tech is improved but nonetheless you know you feel like those were two winnable games and now you're going into a stretch where it's hard to find games that feel winnable just because of the quality of the opponent and and, and the site in a couple of cases now looking at the defense i think this was the first time this year where we've seen JoJo Wicker played a, a complete game where he put it all together, he, you know, he only had three tackles, but mm-hmm. two of those were sacks, and he was a disruptive force yeah. in the backfield. Even when he wasn't getting there, he was getting hurries. He was, you know, forcing running backs to move. Um, obviously, the defense still has a lot of flaws with tackling, and we watched Jamarcus sure. Rhodes get put on sure. roller skates during one of those touchdowns. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, Chad Adams misses a tackle at about the five-yard line where the guy goes in and scores, um, you know, would have stopped him short of the first down. Instead, he scores a touchdown, uh, you know. But but I will say, you know, there were times, and obviously watching it on TV is hard. You know, you don't see the secondary. But there were several times where the Texas Tech quarterback didn't know where to go with the ball. Uh, you know, he was not in rhythm. He, you know, he had to make it, you know, and so that was encouraging to me that there were a few times at least where I felt like there must be some good coverage there because he's got time and he can't find anybody open and he's got to throw the ball away and it allowed our pass rush to get there even, with the, you know, a day. Um, so, so there were positives. I mean, it, you know, it's hard to say your pass defense played well when you're the opposing quarterback threw for 500 plus yards and six touchdowns. They didn't play well. But uh, they played a little bit better than what we've seen, in, in, especially last year. Well, um, and they know, hung in. A lack, of, a lack of huge plays given up. I mean, long drives, which is concerning. But you and I talked about this. Make a team have to put together 10 plays. Well, Texas did. And give them credit. But, you know, a 10-play 90-yard drive is harder than a 3-play 90-yard drive. And we minimized the big plays last night, at least. Well, I think the fumble uh, shows a lot of that. You know, we didn't let them in on a bomb, and they give it to their bruising running back, who, right. as he reaches the ball across the goal line, fumbles it into the end zone, and Tadalatasi falls right. on it. I mean, that, these right. are the kind of breaks you get if you don't give up huge plays and big chunk plays exactly. all the time. Exactly, yeah. You know, you get a mistake. They had a they had another drive, I think, early in the second half 
you know, where we turned them over on downs. You know, you get them in a fourth and one, they go for it. You know, we did a good job on that play, you know, stretching the play. Side, guy comes up, makes a tackle, and, you you know, you get the turnover there. So there were positives. There weren't enough positives, obviously. Um, you know, and, and uh, I guess just the biggest thing for me now is seeing what of that carries over into next week and beyond because, you know, there, there were things that happened last night that, you know, I texted you about this this morning. You know, Nikhil Harry had an excellent game, 13 catches, 100-plus yards, a touchdown. It was nice to see him have that kind of game. Kyle Williams looks like a pretty good player. Uh, you know, there's, there's some good things, and you just now have to see how much of that, you know, can be into, and, and maybe we can steal one or two of these upcoming games and keep ourselves afloat going into November that looks a little bit more manageable than, you know, basically the red September and October. Yeah, and, and, you know, Manny Wilkins did have a good game again. He, you know, there was a fumble on the bad snap that got lost. But, yeah. you know, he generally protected the ball. And when he got clicking in the second half, you know, he was finding guys in seams. He was hitting, you know, narrow windows with passes and yeah. and it was nice because it felt like he was it was either a combination of him being willing to take more risks or him feeling more confident in what he was seeing but this was a far cry mm-hmm. from what he did in San Diego State where it felt like he was holding the ball and holding the ball and hoping something would break and then launching it deep. Yep. I agree. Yeah, there was there was just a better feeling of rhythm of, on the offense than really what we've seen all year. I would even say, you know, I mean, uh, the few drives against New Mexico State were solid uh you know but then i felt like the rest of that game was rough um even the couple drives we scored you know was kind of like yeah you just didn't you know it didn't feel like they had control and last night in the second half you felt like the office knew they could move the ball and and you know had plenty of weapons finally it looked like we had you know several receivers who could make plays and we didn't even have john humphrey out there uh so you know it was Again, there were positives to take from this loss. Now, there are, you know, this is not a moral victory by any means. There's no such thing uh, when you play at, you know, a major conference school. We're not, um, you know, a, a little FCS program that goes in, hangs in with a big boy and can feel good about losing by a touchdown. Um, but there were things that I was glad to see that I just hope will be, you know, things we see the rest of, you know, the next nine games as you can say, okay, you know, you found – some identity because as we talked about how I wrote it in his story after two games, they didn't feel like they had much identity. And last night there's some developed. Yeah, absolutely true. It, it was a market improvement in attitude on both sides of the ball. I feel like they found yeah, more guys yeah. who they can trust. Um, and, and look, it, it's positive And there are a number of young guys on the team, although Right. You know, not everybody who's making plays is going to be back next year, either due to no, graduation no, but, or you know, just... fair amount should. You know, but all in all, you know, it's positive. I, given how the rest of the conference looks, I, I'm still not optimistic. But that, you know... That no, was, I mean, again, I, yeah, with, with, with all the positives I've stated, uh, does one in seven still feel very possible? Does. Uh, because Oregon looks better than I expected. Um, you know, Stanford does have two losses, but they're a carbon copy of San Diego State. We just got beat by a team like that, and it's on the road. 
um, Washington and USC, you know, top 10 teams. And Utah is undefeated as well. I mean, our, our next five opponents have a combined two losses. Both of them are Stanford. Um, and one of those is to one of those opponents. So, so it's, it's a tough stretch. And, and, and it, you know, it will not be easy. Um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing for me is can we steal a couple of these? I don't know where the steals come. But if we can go into November at three and five, that doesn't sound great, but it still gives us a puncher's chance to get to six and six, I think. I agree. And you alluded to, uh, you know, top 10 teams with USC and Washington. Uh, We'll obviously talk Mm -hmm. more about ASU and we'll, you know, preview the Oregon game later this week. But Matt, you spent a lot of time watching that Texas USC game and you, you seem very into it. Every minute of it. (laughs) So, yeah, it was a fun game. It really was. Uh, you know, I I was conflicted in some ways because I love Texas. Um, but, I, you know, I you know from our conversations, I like when USC is good. I, I like Sam Darnold. I, you know, I, I kind of want them to be a playoff contender still when they come here, whether that's unbeaten or one loss, but still be kind of in the mix, I'm hoping. Uh, so I was somewhat conflicted, which allowed me to just really watch the game and not – get you know overly invested one way or the other um i think it was just a really fun game the atmosphere was cool a sellout crowd uh texas played really well defensively especially uh and and their young quarterback you know seemed to mature a little bit down the stretch um but you know usc made the plays to the end darnold's last drive was pretty clutch to, to tie the game it was just fun and and it was a cool atmosphere to watch yeah, look, major college football between two storied powers is always fun football. You know, this game lived yeah. up to the hype, and the teams, you know, had a slobber knocker, drag out fight for four quarters and yeah, overtime. Yeah, but you, yeah, it was a tough physical game. Yeah, I, I mean, it was it was not flashy in a lot of ways, but but it was still fun. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's kind of what makes college football itself fun, which is you've got it two teams is. who, you know, everyone objectively was saying Texas had no business being in the game, but, you know, as Sports Night with Aaron, you know, that Aaron Sorkin wrote like to do, and ESPN obviously does the same trope, nobody yeah. told Texas. Nobody told Texas this wasn't supposed right. to be a game, and they were in there, right. and they right. had a yeah. real shot. <laughs> They were, and, and you know, they they, uh, they had a lot of things happen that, you know, are the recipe for another. Um, you know, they got two fourth down stops in the first half. They forced a missed field goal. Um, you know, I mean, they, they had a lot of things. You know, they get finally put together an offensive touchdown drive, um, you know, and score with 45 seconds left, first offensive touchdown of the whole game for them. Um, you know, but I also give USC credit that with all of those things that went wrong, this is – this is the type of game, honestly, that in the last few years USC loses. And you think, ah, boy, they just can't, you know, this is just frustrating. They're the better team and they didn't win. And I'm not saying that they're going to go 12-0. and I, I don't know if they will. They may still, you know, drop a couple games like this in the future this year. But it was impressive to me that they found a way to win when a lot of things went against them. And they easily, you know, it could have been one of those where you said, man, it just wasn't their night. And they, they you know grinded their way through it to pull it out at the end yeah it's a fun night of college football obviously asu wound up on the wrong side of a seven point loss to texas tech but we're going to be back later this week we're going to talk more college football wrap up we will preview 
ASU and Oregon. And we'll talk about what's going on in the NFL, where it's curious who plays quarterback now in the National Football League. Uh, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.